0: Paul in his epistle to the Romans speaks of the love of God in this way but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us in Ephesians and chapter 2 He expresses this in this manner. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. He not only speaks of God's love, but he describes it as a great love. A love without measure. A great love that sent Christ to the cross to lay down his life For his people, even when they were dead in sins, even when they were rebels, even when they shook their fists in hatred against God and denied him and were at enmity with him, even as they in their hearts cried out, crucify him, crucify him. God looked upon them with great love. And laid their sin, their unbelief, their hatred upon his own son and judged him in their place, that they, though foolish, though rebels, though dead, though blind, should be washed. Should be cleansed, should be renewed, should be quickened unto life in Christ. What love is this that God gave his son for those that hated him? Paul writes in Ephesians 2 from verse 1, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. You were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. How were we dead in sins? We were dead in trespasses and sins. In the times past, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We were just like everyone among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. These are those, children of wrath, children of disobedience, lusting after their flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. These are those... Wicked, dead sinners, upon whom God has set his grace, his mercy, his great love. His great love. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. As he commended his love unto you. Has he shown you his great love? As we've seen before, there is the sense in which God, in offering up Christ, his son, displayed his love before the whole world. God showed to the entire world His love, his character in offering his son as a sacrifice for sinners. He sent his son into the darkness of this world and this world rejected him. The light shone in the darkness and the people loved darkness more than the light. They recoiled from it. They turned from him. They said, away with this man. We will not have him to reign over us. They would not receive him. They despised him. They rejected him. Though they could find no fault in him. The perfection of God, the light of God, shone in the midst of the darkness and we all turned our faces from him. God displayed his love before the whole world but it was a world which didn't want to know. A world which cried out of Christ, crucify him, crucify him. And today in the gospel, wherever the name of Christ is proclaimed, wherever the message of his salvation is made known, whenever the world is reminded of the coming of Christ and the crucifixion of Christ, there is that set before everyone. That God is a God of love who gave his son that sinners should live. And yet everyone's reaction by nature, you and I included, is to turn our backs upon him. Is to reject. In the providence of God, in the Western world, Every year there are dates in the calendar which even this secular world, this godless world around us is forced to acknowledge. Every year there is that reminder on the 25th of December of the birth of Jesus Christ and though the world indulges in its feasting and its gift giving And tries not to think of Christ. There is his name presented before them. There is the fact that he came into this world. The light in the midst of the darkness. A light in the midst of their winter darkness. The light of God came. And men shut their eyes. And then every springtime at Easter the world is reminded of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ though they care not for him they know and they turn their hearts away John writes of this lifting up of Jesus Christ John 3, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. You see, the light, Christ, came into this world, and the world knows that the Son of God was lifted up. It knows that He was lifted up upon the cross it knows that he was given as a sacrifice for sin it knows that god in love gave his son for sinners and the world turns because it's condemned already because it's already in the darkness and it loves the darkness and it won't come to the light this is the condemnation that light is come into the world And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Have you seen the light in the gospel? Have you heard of the coming of Christ? Have you heard of his death and his resurrection? And do you turn back? the darkness because you love the darkness because in the darkness your deeds are hidden whereas in the light they're made known that's where we are by nature by nature none of us care for Christ none of us care for the light none of us care for the love of God which is made known in Christ, his gospel, his death, and his resurrection. We hate him by nature. We hate the light by nature, for it exposes us. We have no time. And in our hearts, each and every one of us have said away with this man. Crucify him. Yes, in this sense, the love of God is made known throughout all the world. Yet we have no desire for it. But there is that sense in which God makes known his love unto those for whom Christ died in a particular manner. When Paul writes but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. He's speaking to those who believe. Those for whom Christ died. Those who come to know his love for them in particular. Though they like everyone else were in the darkness. Though they, like everyone else, joined in the call, crucify him, crucify him. Though they, like all others, had no time for this saviour, no time for God, no time for his righteousness, no time for his gospel. Though they were children of disobedience, like all others, children of wrath, though they were the same as anyone else, God in mercy loved them from before the beginning of the world. He loved them before ever they were born. He loved them when they were born and went astray from the womb speaking lies. He loved them when they were conceived in iniquity. He loved them when they were born. He loved them as they grew, though sinners, though dead in trespasses and sins. He loved them throughout their day until that day when in the gospel they were brought to see in a way they had never seen. Perhaps they had heard of Christ many a time. Perhaps they had heard the gospel many a time and still their hearts had said, away with this man. But there came a day and there comes a day when God by his spirit brings them to that point where their defences are broken, where their heart is broken, where their hard heart is broken in two. And the light begins to shine into the darkness of their heart. And they begin to see he who they rejected. And they begin to see that what they are by nature before our holy God, Once they rejected the idea that they were sinners. Once they might have said, well, yes, I know I'm a sinner like any others. I know I'm not perfect. But they never accepted that they were sin itself. That they were sinful through and through. That they were the sinner. Utterly guilty of condemning God. Utterly guilty of condemning his son. Rejecting his son. Utterly guilty of all God's condemnation in the law. They've broken every law. They've broken every command. they rejected God utterly. Once they rejected the very idea, they said, I'm not so bad. But now the gospel begins to show them what they are. Now the light shines into the darkness of their heart and they say, Lord, I am a sinner. Have mercy upon me, the sinner. Now this love comes unto them in particular. Now they see Christ not only crucified, Not only crucified for sinners, but now they come to see him crucified for them. Now they see that they are the reason he was slain. They look upon him as innocent, as righteous. And they see that there was no cause for him to die in himself. But they as a Barabbas released in his place and he condemned in their place. They see themselves as that Barabbas. They see their sins laid upon their Saviour. They see him made sin in their place. And they see God's condemnation poured out upon him because of what they are and what they did. And they see his love, his great love for them. They see his mercy. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. Oh, this is an entirely different knowledge of God's love. Particular, personal, toward us. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us as he made his love known unto you in this way a personal way as he said unto you as he called you by name like he called Saul, Saul Saul why persecutest thou me Like he spake unto Peter, Peter, Mary, David, has he come unto you and made his love for you known? God commendeth his love toward us. God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. A people, just like any other, dead in sins, dead in trespasses and sins, wretched, wayward, rebellious, children of disobedience, children of wrath, yet loved. Loved with a great love, shown mercy, shown grace, while they were yet sinners while we were yet sinners Christ died for us he loved us even when we were dead in sins what a love this is that while we hated him he gave himself for us God in Christ God himself Laid down his life, he gave himself for his people, for the church, for those he loved. This love, this personal love, this particular love, it's not some general thing, it's not some general love as though God loves all the world and all mankind. And there it is, he just loves everyone freely if we just will come unto him and receive him. There's no love that's a love that's universal. If look, God loves somebody that hates him and goes to their grave hating him and is plunging to sin, into hell in condemnation as much as he loves those whom he saves, what kind of love is that? There's nothing in it. The difference is in us. The difference is in whether we believe or not. That's no love. But this love is a love set upon a people whom He knows. A love in particular. A love which delivers them from their condemnation. A love which delivers them from the darkness. A love which delivers them from their blindness a love which delivers them from their rebellion. Left to myself, I'm a lost sinner. Left to myself, I deserve God's wrath. Left to myself, I am rightly judged for my own guilt and for my own iniquity. If God left me to myself, he would be just and perfect and righteous in condemning me for eternity, in leaving me in the darkness. But because he has set his love upon me, because he set his love upon his own, they are delivered. They are washed in the blood of the Lamb. They are saved with an eternal salvation. They are made to be the righteousness of God. Because of his love, he shows them mercy. In spite of all that they are, even though they were dead in their sins, even though they were yet sinners, even though they were breathing out threatenings against him, he came unto them and set his love upon them and freely forgave them. Saul was journeying to Damascus, breathing out threatenings against the people of God, full of hatred for God's Son, full of hatred for Jesus Christ of Nazareth and any that followed him. And God met him in the way. Christ himself met him in the way as he was pouring out his hatred upon him. And Christ himself said unto Saul, 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 why persecutest thou me? Christ knew him. He knew him from the day he was born. He knew him from before he was born. He knew his every step. He knew his every thought. He knew his every judgment. He knew his every motive. He knew where he was heading. He knew what he was doing. And he met him and said, Why persecutest thou me? And he showed him mercy and set his love upon him. And Paul's life from that day on was forever changed. Oh, the mercy that Paul experienced. You imagine being Paul on that day. Perhaps you too feel the same way. Perhaps you too, believer, felt like you were going to Damascus to persecute the church. Perhaps you too know exactly what Paul felt. When Christ came and met you, you were set against him. And his response to you was not a response of judgment, was not a response of wrath, though you deserved it. Though you'd wronged him, he didn't come unto you in the law and condemn you. He came unto you in love, in grace, in mercy, and freely forgave you. He melted Paul's heart because of his great love wherewith he loved them. Now this is a people whom God knows. A people whom he has chosen to show mercy unto. A people whom he has chosen to set his grace upon. A people whom he has chosen to love everlastingly he knows them he's known them from before ever they were born he's known them every day of their lives he knows them inside out does he know you wherever you are wherever you are whatever you are doing does God know you when Adam and Eve were in the garden disobeyed the command of God and their eyes were open to know what they had done to know the catastrophic manner in which they had fallen in which their communion with God had been shattered when they knew that they had gone against him rebelled against him when the guilt flooded into their hearts And they knew that they were sinners in need of righteousness, in need of forgiveness. When they knew that they were guilty and were ashamed and wanted to cover their shame, they hid in the garden and they tried to cover themselves. And God came in the midst of the garden and called out, Where art thou? Where are you? We cannot hide from this God. Though we may try, we may run off into the darkness, we may run off afar off from the gospel, we may do what we can not to hear. Many will run from the gospel, never put foot inside a church, never enter a meeting, never. Listen, they will do everything they can to indulge their thoughts and their time with that which is in the world, anything but a knowledge of God. And yet if God should come looking for them, there's nowhere they can go. We can be in the midst of the darkness. If God shines the light of the gospel, we cannot... Hide from it. But God knew Saul and set his love and mercy upon him. God knew David. God chose David before ever David was born. He chose him, that young shepherd boy. He chose him to be set as king of Israel, but he chose him more than that which He knew in this world, he chose him unto salvation. David's life, though he knew the truth, though he knew God, though he heard the gospel, though he knew the gospel, David's life was full of rebellion, full of foolishness, full of sin. He fell so many times, and yet God loved him. David writes in... Psalm one hundred and thirty-nine that we read earlier, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. The Lord knows me, He knows me inside out, He knows where I go. He knows where I've come from. He knows my my every thought, my every imagination, my every utterance. He knows my motives. He knows my heart. And if we're his, he watches over us in all things. He protects us. He guides us. He leads us. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them, if I should count them. They are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Before he was born, when he was in his mother's womb, when his substance wasn't even formed, when God's eyes did see his substance yet being unperfect, when he was but a cell in his mother's womb, before ever he was formed, before ever he grew, before ever he was born, before ever he grew as a man. God knew him. And God's thoughts were set upon him. God loved him. Before ever he was. He knew him. Now, Obviously this psalm, as with all the psalms, points us unto Christ. In whom his people are. God's love, his affection is set upon his son. He watched over his son every day of his life. He walked with him, he knew him, they were one. But David in Christ, loved of God, knew this. He knew what it was to be in Christ, he knew what it was to be loved of God, chosen of God. He knew God's presence. And God knew him, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. God thinks on his people continually. How many are his thoughts? He creates the world. He brings all things to pass throughout all history perfectly so that each and every one of his people upon whom he has set his great love should be brought to know him should be brought to live in Christ should be brought perfectly under salvation all history works together for the good of everyone whom God loves this is a people whom God knows. He's thinking about every one of them in so many ways every day. Every minutia of their lives are known under Him. Every trial they pass through, unknown under Him. Every cast down, every casting down of their hearts, everything that troubles them, everything that comes in their way, He knows, and by grace. And in mercy, he sends these things for their good. And he brings them through them. He leads them forth by the right way. He set his great love upon them. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Does he know you? Does he know you? And do you know him? There's no way you can go to escape the gaze of this God. There's nowhere we can go to hide from him. Then do we know Him? His love, His grace, His mercy. Jeremiah knew Jeremiah knew the love of God at passive knowledge. He wrote the Lord have appeared of old unto me saying yea I have loved thee with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I have loved thee with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. This is the love that David knew though in his sin though guilty of so much, God loved him everlastingly and drew him with loving kindness. Though Peter denied Christ thrice with cursing and bitterness, Christ looked upon him in love, with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness he drew him Though Mary Magdalene was a sinner, a great sinner, exposed before all, she knew the love and the mercy of a God who loved her with an everlasting love. This love is from everlasting to everlasting. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 103, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. It has no beginning and no end. God has always loved his own. He always purposed to deliver them from themselves, from their sin, from their iniquity. He gave his son, he gave himself for them. He washed them in his blood. He loved them. He loves them. He will love them. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, Christ hath quickened us together with him. He loves his own and he shows mercy, everlasting mercy unto sinners that deserve it not. Oh, how we need this mercy, how we need it, how you need it, how I need it, each and every day. Do you need this mercy? Do you know you need this mercy? Do you know you need this love? Every day. The forgiveness of God for your sins. The washing away of your iniquity in the blood of Christ. How wonderful to know this mercy How wonderful to know the grace of God how wonderful to know that it is from everlasting to everlasting it cannot be exhausted it can never be exhausted it can never be escaped the child of God can never escape from it it's always there no matter how much we may fall no matter how cold we may grow in our own hearts no matter how much we may fail our lord no matter how guilty we may be no matter how much we may doubt or fall or stumble god's love is always there there's nowhere that we can go in this world to escape it there's nothing we can do to put ourselves outside of its reach We can plunge ourselves into the darkness of night and our sin. But when we wake, the Lord is still with us. When I awake, I am still with thee. His love is there. The blood of Christ cleanseth from every sin. He has loved his people with an everlasting love. Endlessly. He loves them to the end. He loves them beyond the end. He loves them into eternity. He loves them endlessly. As we read in John, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. They never escaped his love. But that love went beyond the end, it took them into eternity, it's beyond all. It's from everlasting to everlasting, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. An everlasting love. A love which is free. A love which comes through the mercy of God. A love which is by grace. By grace. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. This love. His love, his great love, brought him to save his people by grace. Not because of their works, not because of their decision, though they never worked, though they were in sin, though their righteousnesses are as filthy rags, though they made the wrong decision, though they put Christ to death in their hearts. He gave them faith to believe. He comes in his gospel and he opens the eyes and causes the blind to see. He touches the deaf ears and causes the deaf to hear. He gives those in darkness faith to see the light because he gave his son in their place. As an offering for them. While they were yet in their sins. While we believer were dead in sins. Christ died for us. He died for us. He quickens us. He gives us life. He raises us up. He causes us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He justified us. He made us righteous in him. The Lord can find no fault in us because we're in him. He is our righteousness. He is our life. He is our sanctification. He set us apart in him. He sanctified us in him. He set us apart as holy and perfect and righteous in him. He saved us with an everlasting salvation and he did so freely by grace because of his great mercy and his great love. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Oh, has God commended his love to you? In that while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Has he commended his love unto you? Has God, who is rich in mercy, made known his great love to you? Or do you sit in the darkness and turn aside? Oh that he should come unto us in the gospel in particular and call us by our name and though we hated and though we sinned oh that he should make known this love his great love his great love John writes in Revelation to the churches in Asia says unto them, Oh, that we might know something of this. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and have made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever Amen Can you Pray that of a God that loved you. Can you sing praise unto him that loved me and washed me from my sins in his own blood? Oh, what great love God has for his people. Amen.